Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. I would do a whole tour with Garth if it were on the table. If yeah. it were an option. Because Garth don't need help selling tickets. So <laughs> <laughs> I would be a disappointment to people on the Garth No, tour. you would not. The energy of you two on this stage yes. together. Me and Garth on a stage together mm. is like, if I open for Garth, it would be like, Liquor before beer, we're in the clear, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's your boy Jelly Roll, and I'm so happy to jump on and wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is Ashley McBride. Have a Merry Christmas. Hi, everyone. This is Keith Evan. I'm Maren Morris. And I'm Breland. Let's catch up. I'm back at the Country Heat House for an all-new episode of Country Heat Weekly. Happy holidays, everyone. I'm Amber Anderson. Thanks for checking out Country Heat Weekly. And I'm Kelly Sutton. And somehow we don't have a single piece of Christmas anything in our studios (laughs) at the Country Heat House here in Nashville. How did we let that happen? I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, the jukebox lights up real pretty. Does that count? Okay. (laughs) I think it counts. And we asked Alexa to play Christmas music. But we have been busy around here. Yes, we have. The house has been packed over the last couple of weeks, getting content with upcoming guests on the pod and capturing features on the Amazon Music Breakthrough Artist to Watch of 2023. Are we allowed to share who they are? No, we are not. Ugh. I mean... Honestly, I don't know if we even know all of them yet, but we do know that our first show back in 2023 will feature one of the artists to watch. And the one hint that we will give everyone is that this artist has a song on the Country Heat playlist right now. Okay, we have to get through this episode first, and I think it's a really special one. Bestie Breland is back. Yes, he is. We invited him to come back and talk about all the amazing things that he's done and learned this year as Amazon Music's Breakthrough Artist. And we do just that. But the conversation also got really deep. You know, Breland really understands his role in this town of bringing people together and bringing people into the country genre who maybe didn't think there was a place for them. I mean, he's so good at it, too. He dives into his work, amplifying diverse voices in country music, like the Black and LGBTQ communities. And he hints at a possible future collaboration with Morgan Wallen. I was like, okay, I want to hear this. Me too. (laughs) I want to hear this. Our mission here at Country Heat Weekly has always been making sure we hold space for everyone who wants to make country music even when they might not fit the perception of what a traditional country singer sounds and looks like. And with that in mind, we are excited to let you listen in on our chat with Jelly Roll, who's definitely making his own lane in Nashville as someone with a long history of working in both rock and rap. Before we get to any of that, though, I have to tell you about Brett Eldridge's Christmas show at the Ryman. You were there. I was there. (laughs) We missed you, Kelly. I was so sad I wasn't there. It was like just so magical. Got everyone in the Christmas spirit. One of my favorite parts of the show was at the very end. He had everyone go silent. He stepped to the front of the stage and just sang the last song a cappella, And it was haunting and beautiful. And people were crying around me. (laughs) I mean, that's when you realize how great the acoustics are in the Ryman Auditorium. So many artists do that, and Mm -hmm. it's always such a moment. It was something about the Christmas song and the spirit and just the vibe in the room. It was was pretty unforgettable. So I may have been hanging out with Brett Eldridge, but you did two shows with Carrie Underwood. 
Yeah, I mean, and a lot of other people because it was at the Grand Ole Opry Friday night last weekend. Carrie performed at both shows. I saw that her sons were there watching mom from the wings. (laughs) Listen, I have got so much scoop. So I noticed these uh, little ones running around backstage and I thought they were probably Isaiah and Jacob, but I wasn't sure. And then I realized they're playing hide and seek from dad. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Mike was wandering around like, uh, has anyone seen the boys? How awesome is that? I mean, they truly are growing up backstage at the Grand Ole Opry. And I did help Isaiah with the ice machine. He wanted some ice and water. So I was helping him. Oh, I love the Opry ice machine, by the way. It's awesome. (laughs) That's so cute. Oh gosh, that's so cute. It was a big weekend at the Opry last week. There's a new member, and that leads off our next section, where we catch up on what's cooking in country music. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help on the phone, or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move, or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, the coldest case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text Wondery Pod to 500, 500 Something very exciting went down at the Grand Ole Opry last Saturday night. Ashley McBride was inducted as the newest member. About two months ago, Garth Brooks invited her to join the Opry on live TV. Unfortunately, neither of us were able to go to Saturday night's event at the Opry, but Annie on our team covered Ashley's big night, and she gave us all the backstage scoop. Ashley got to pick who inducted her, and before the show, she told the media why it had to be Terry Clark. We should also note that this was the point in the press conference where the waterworks started. I met her after my very first CMA Awards at like an after party somewhere. And then she was like, we should write a song together. And I was like, yeah, but that's something also that gets said here in town a lot. And when you totally don't mean that, that's just how you're ending a conversation. But she did mean it, and we did get to write together. And this person that was a hero, whoops, here it goes, um, oh, goodness, wants to create with me. And we became friends. She's a fantastic cook. And she would invite me over for dinner. We'd write songs. Then when I'm told, hey, uh, you get to choose who inducts you, it's got to be Terry. Terry sang Girl Going Nowhere with Ashley on stage, which she told Annie she wrote on the day Guy Clark died specifically to sing it on her Opry debut. 
I walked into the publishing house and here I meet this gentleman, Jeremy Bussey, and I'm like, hi, and I'm Ashley, and I'm sorry, and Guy Clark died this morning. And he was like, wow, go wash your face. And we're talking, and I said, you know, what did people say to you when you shared with them that you wanted to move to a city where no one knows you and make things up and I expect to be paid for it? So we traded those stories back and forth. And he said, have you played the Opry? And my answer was not yet. But this is about a year or two years, maybe, before the Opry even knows my name. And he said, I like that. Let's just write what you want to sing at the Opry for the first time. And just write it in such a way that if Guy Clark had to listen to it, he wouldn't hate it. She manifested it. She sure did. (laughs) And look at her now, a member. A member who just casually brings out Eric Church on stage. I figured since uh, the first time I had ever played in an arena or seen 19 to 25,000 people in one building at the same time, or used in-ear monitors, was when Eric put me on stage in Chicago. We should do this one for old time's sake, yeah? Let's do it. Eric joined her to perform a duet of Bible and a 44, which is the first song they sang together during his 2017 Holding My Own tour. Back then, people hardly knew who Ashley was. The audience also got to hear Eric debut a brand new song. He came back on stage later in the night and performed this new song plus Hippie Radio from his 2018 album, Desperate Man. Moral of the story, we missed a lot of excitement. Yeah, we did. But we were really excited for Ashley. This happened fast for her. It was only her 22nd appearance on the show. I left a little note in her dressing room telling her how proud we were of her and how much we loved her. I know she got a bunch of flowers and gifts from her Opry family, and it is going to be one of those things that she will never forget. How could you? It was an amazing night. Now, in other Nashville news, the Fox TV show Monarch, starring Trace Adkins, was canceled last week. Oh, hmm. okay. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'd kind of forgotten it was on, to be honest. You're part of the reason it got canceled. I am. Now I feel horrible. (laughs) Yeah, it just really never caught fire. I mean, maybe it's because they killed off Susan Sarandon in the first episode. I don't know. Or maybe because they set the show that was supposed to be about the first family of country music in Austin, Texas, instead of Nashville, Tennessee. We love you, Austin, but Nashville is Music City. Sorry. Not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We defend our own, right? Yeah, we do. And finally, we have to send healing vibes to our girl, Elle King, who we learned last week took a bad fall and suffered a concussion. Yeah, she had to cancel a handful of performances. Apparently, she got up in the middle of the night to make a bottle for her son, Levi, and fell down the stairs. Listen, if she were sitting here right now, she'd probably be disappointed she didn't have a great story about a barroom brawl to tell. You know, that's exactly right. She tried to push through it. She did three more shows after the fall, but all of the traveling and the stage lights only exacerbated that concussion. So she said, eh, I got to take some time off. Uh, Get better soon, girl. You have an album to promote next month. That's right. Come Get Your Wife will be out January 27th. And I'm pretty sure that didn't mean come get your wife from the emergency room. Oh, no. (laughs) Get well soon, Elle. Our Heat Index highlights the hottest songs on the Country Heat playlist each week. And right now, Jelly Roll is the cover star. That makes sense because his sold-out headlining show in Nashville last weekend was hot. The song that leads off the playlist is called Need a Favor. I 
I know this isn't what the song is about, but Jelly Roll called in the favors for that show. I mean, it was packed with special guests. Chris Young came out. They did Famous Friends together. Sam Hunt popped up on stage. Riley Green was there. And there were a whole bunch of others from the rock genre that I'm not super familiar with. Now, I was at the Opry that night, but I did see clips on social media. And it seemed like Jelly Roll got really emotional on stage. He did. It was a really big night for him. And I do love this song. Everyone listening, make sure you stick around until the end of the show because you get to be a fly on the wall as we chat with Jelly Roll. Okay, Amber, what are you digging on the playlist right now? Well, I am, of course, excited that Kylie Morgan is in the mix with a song she co-wrote called If He Wanted To, He Would. I am so excited for Kylie. She just has so much going on. She just got married. This song is really taking off, and every girl, I feel like, can relate to this song. What a great lyric. I mean... So good. Seriously, if you wanted to, he would. For real. I mean, it's really like our mantra these days, it seems, <laughs> sadly. We should also mention that Breland's song, For What It's Worth, is still on the playlist. We both love this one. glad you mentioned that because we did not talk about this particular song in our conversation with him. We had a lot of other ground to cover. Yeah, we did. Follow the Country Heat playlist exclusively on Amazon Music. We also highly recommend the Holiday Country playlist this time of year. It's a nice big mix of classic to contemporary artists singing just about every Christmas carol you can think of. It's time for a quick break, but first we're going to play a game we call Who Said That? We're going to read a quote from a country star. You try to guess who you think said it. And then when we get back from the break, we'll play the audio and see if you were right. You got the quote, Kelly? I do. We have a pajama night. We do chili dogs on Christmas Eve. Cooking chili dogs in a onesie is pretty special. Well, that just makes me want to tear up. <laughs> <laughs> who said that? You'll hear it for yourself next on Country Heat Weekly. Hey, it's Lainey Wilson. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, y'all. It's Hardy. Hi, this is Blake Shelton. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. If the eggnog is spiked, it was not me. This is Carly Pierce. And from my family to yours, happy holidays. Hey, y'all. Merry Christmas from your boy, Frank Ray. Y feliz Navidad. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, it's time to tell you who said that. We have a pajama night and we do chili dogs on Christmas Eve. Cooking chili dogs in a onesie. It's pretty special. Luke, Luke Bryan. <laughs> His voice when he talks about what a special tradition it is, I'm dying. <laughs> he really loves it, you can tell. Making myself a note to check both Caroline and LeClaire's IG stories on Christmas Eve. 
just a note before we share our conversation with Breland, you'll hear him talk about an op-ed piece he wrote, and we wanted to make sure you knew what that was. Last summer, Breland wrote an essay for CMT.com titled The Uncanceling of Morgan Wallen. In it, he wrote about how canceling Morgan over his use of a racial slur wound up making him a bigger star. Among the points Breland made, he said, canceling someone without getting to the root of a problem is lazy. It is a social comb over that does nothing but temporarily and ineffectively hide a bald spot. His point is that you have to engage, you have to do the work. And he said he was ready to have that conversation whenever Morgan was ready. The article wrapped up with a note from CMT saying that they had actually reached out to Morgan's management to try to open that line of conversation, but it had been unsuccessful. So Breland took matters into his own hands, which you'll hear about in our chat. And now you know the backstory. It's time to welcome our bestie to the Center Stage Spotlight. Well, despite the fact he is sitting right beside us, <laughs> we're going to brag on our Center Stage guest for just a minute. Oh, boy. All right, cover your ears because we're going to yeah, talk about like, you. It's, do, how do you respond <laughs> to just a barrage of it's compliments all good things. and all high Here okay. we go. You ready? All right. First off, not only has Breland been named an Amazon Music Breakthrough Spotlight Artist, but he is only the second country artist to be recognized in the coveted all-genre program to date. He Ooh. has also racked up over 1 billion, with a B, total career streams and is officially certified platinum by the RIAA for his song, My Truck. You can drink my liquor, you can call my lady, you can take my money, you can smoke my blunt. Scuff these Jordans, you can say you hate me, you can call me crazy, but don't touch my truck. In 2022, he earned his first ever major award nominations in three CMT Music Awards categories. He performed at the ACM Awards for the first time. And most recently, we saw him present at the CMA Awards where he earned his first CMA nomination. Wow. On September the 9th, yes, I remember the exact date, he released his debut album, Cross Country. He's opening for Shania Twain next year. But right now, he's out on his own headlining tour, the Here For It tour. He's our bestie. His parents have been on our podcast. So we're practically family by now. Please welcome Breland. Yay, Breland. <laughs> In the flesh. Here he is. Here he is. We are so excited to look back on this crazy year. It's so really hard for us to even think about all the things that have happened, let alone you, in the last year. You were on the podcast with us in February of last yeah. year, just named Amazon Music's Breakthrough Artist at the time. Yep. So tell us about what's happened since then. Yeah, we had a chance to play a bunch of shows. That was like the biggest transition this year for me is like 2020 and prior, I hadn't ever played a show. And then 2021, I played probably about 30 shows. Uh, and this year, we've definitely played like 150 shows or more. So it's been like meeting a lot of people, uh, you know, putting out a lot of music prior to this year. I only had probably like 10 total songs out, including all my features. And we single-handedly like tripled that this year. So it's been like a, uh, just a growth year, stepping more into my artistry, getting more confident, uh, you know, understanding what my role is here in town and what I stand for more fully, uh, and then figuring out ways to bring more people into the action. So what are some things that you've learned about yourself over the past year? Uh, I mean, I've learned, uh, I'm just kind of understanding the power that I have as an artist uh, to help shape 
the types of perspectives and uh, communities even that I'm a part of. Like over the course of the year to see how many other artists of color have popped up uh, in in country music. Uh, and I'm thinking of, you know, Raina Roberts was kind of already here, but I'm thinking of like Tony Evans Jr. I'm thinking of Don Dover, Tanner Adele, Julie Williams. I'm seeing it happen in real time. There's just there's some artists that are that are popping up that are hitting me up and being like, hey, like you helped inspire me to to do this. And I'm like, that means so much to me because y'all all inspire me to continue doing this mm-hmm. and helping push that forward. You know, when I think about the the CMAs and we've had conversations off mic, but I was the only person of color nominated for a CMA award this year. That was shocking to me. But mm-hmm. seeing all of these new artists that are coming up, I know that their time is coming. And if me being the only one this year leads to there being five or 10 uh, nominees in the coming years, like that is part of the purpose that I am here for. You've collaborated with so many people. Yeah. We love all of it. Keith Urban, Dirk Bentley, Sam Hunt, Nelly, Mickey Guyton. So what are some of the lessons that you've learned being around some of these people, some of these veterans of the yeah. music industry? Some of those lessons are are just learned through watching them perform. Uh, but a lot of those lessons are learned through watching how they live their lives. The emphasis that Keith and Mickey and Thomas Rhett and Dirks uh, all have when it comes to family and taking time off to to be with their family, uh, being on the road with Russell Dickerson and, and him bringing his newborn son out on the road with him and, and his wife, Kaylee. It's more about work-life balance mm-hmm. uh, and figuring out how to turn it off to be able to, to actually be a person, too. That matters to me, and I probably wouldn't have had even the idea to, to take time for myself if I weren't seeing artists who are at, on a higher profile than me finding ways to do it. Who's next on the collaboration bucket list? There's a few people on the list. I feel like Shania and, and I need a song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Anytime you do a tour with somebody, you got to at least pitch yeah. them something. Uh-huh. You know? Like, shoot, not, not everybody has that type of access. I'm, I'm going to see what happens. <laughs> I'm going to see what happens on you that tour. You have some access. Yes. Uh, I feel like Jack Harlow would be a good one. Uh, I think me and Morgan Wallen could make something great. I think we could make something great. You know, we we've been talking, so there's something in the water. We might make something, and it, and if we do, y'all will play it here. I hope. Yes, I was just gonna say. I want to hear this. I love the fact that you are thinking in bigger and broader terms than just music. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's there's a lot more to what you're willing to say and the things that you're willing to speak about. Yeah, not every artist is able equipped with the necessary tools to be able to talk about certain issues. And so I don't ever fault, like some people are like, what, this person didn't speak out and say anything about this? And it's like, dude, like not everyone can talk about every issue, right? But I feel like I am uniquely equipped to be able to talk about a lot of different things, both from my own experience as Mm -hmm. Uh, a black artist, as an artist of color in a predominantly white space, but also just as someone that 
isn't, you know, is educated on a lot of different types of issues and has a lot of different types of friends. And I'm having conversations with my friends in the LGBT community. I'm having conversations with with my friends in, you know, a bunch of different communities where these perspectives, I feel like I can help bring light uh, and illuminate some perspectives that need to be shared. Ultimately, with Cross Country, my goal is to be able to bring people together and for people to be able to understand and you know both their shared and differing experiences in a way that humanizes them. Uh, and so I think for me to be able to speak out about certain things and write op-ed pieces uh, and and have conversations that I feel like need to be had, that is a part of what I do. And that confidence uh, has is has been growing mm-hmm. over time. Uh, but I'm inspired by people like Mickey Guyton. You know, I'm inspired by you know people like Dolly Parton. Uh, I'm inspired by the Mara Morrises of the world. And I feel like there are so many artists in this genre who have spoken out about things when it is difficult. I'm um, thinking of the chicks, uh, you know. But I also know that I have my own perspectives and, and my own way of delivering some of these things. Uh, and I try to lead with a lot of love. I try not to be confrontational not to say that any of those people are uh, but I just have I just have my own way of doing it mm-hmm. uh, and so I can write an op-ed piece about someone and about things that someone has said and done and what it means within the culture and then also see them at the awards and have a real conversation with them and and put out an olive branch and be like hey I'm a fan of your music and I want you to be great you know and to be able to have those types of conversations I think makes me uh, the artist that I am. I would definitely put out songs uh, and put out music with any ar- artist that I've mentioned, including Morgan. I think we would make something really dope. I think you would too. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, can we get that now, please? Yeah. Can we get it now? Just recently, you posted something that, you know, screenshots of some of the hate you've gotten yes. on social media and the trolls. Ridiculous. And they come out of the woodwork. How do you deal with that and... Just backlash, not so nice people, racists, yeah. things that are said to you that are hurtful. And I mean, hurtful is just kind of like the most, yeah. it's not even, doesn't even do it justice. Like it's just yeah. vile, horrible stuff. How do you protect your own peace? That's a great question. I think for me, it's like, you know, like I don't know you. Like I don't, like I'll, I value the, Feedback and opinions of people that lead with love only. Yes. If you aren't leading with love, I'm not interested in what you might have to say, you know, not not in a way that I'm going to engage with it on your level. Mm-hmm. I can respond to it with love and be like, God bless you. I hope that you have an experience soon that opens your mind up to different perspectives because mm-hmm. it sounds like you haven't had those experiences yet. And when you have them, come back and let's see if we can have an informed conversation. Now, occasionally, I will put some of those things on my story just so that people know. Because I think sometimes people think like, wow, like it's all peaches and cream, and it's not. Like (laughs) I do get those types of messages on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, on Twitter, uh, especially on on big nights where there's a lot of visibility Mm -hmm. where those people are becoming aware of me for the first time Mm -hmm. and they're threatened by what it is that I'm doing. And it really just lets me know that I'm on the right path, first and foremost, because 
as I've said before, I'm a disruptor. You know, I want people's prejudice to be challenged. I feel like those are moments where I'm like, hey, that's one person at a time that I'm able to help get people on a better path. You're so much more adult about it than I am. <laughs> they, you come after Breland, you're coming after both of us. Hey, you just look, I, got, I got people in the I got people that when I posted that, they were like, I'm ready to pull who is it? up. Who is it? Who like, is it? It don't matter. I know. Well, and I like, think but it still makes me it's so crazy. mad. I know, yeah. because like I sent it to a couple of people and and it, you know you get the I just cannot believe that someone would say that. Yeah. And I'm like, of course someone it, would say that. It's part like, of the course. It's but, just, you know, it but sucks. That's, that that's part of why I share it is because there are some people who really don't know that that happens and they just think that it's easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not easy. And no. that's why there's work to be done. We shouldn't have to have like a large scale hate crime for people to right. want to have right. these types of conversations or to be aware that there is work to be done. There is work to be done in all of these communities Mm -hmm. that we have occasionally given mainstream media attention to, right? Like, you know, we'll give give the Jewish community a couple weeks. We'll give the LGBT community a couple weeks when there's a mass shooting. We'll give the black community a couple weeks when there's a, a police, you know, whatever. But like, no, these things are happening all the time. And even if those specific things weren't happening, there are smaller things that we can be doing with in our communities and conversations that we can be having in a dialogue that needs to remain open. Yes. It's not over just because there's not large-scale right. protests going on right mm-hmm. now, you know? And and I think that's part of the work that I am here to do. You're doing it well. Yeah, I, I was going to say. You're doing it yes, so well. So important. All right, Queen of Me Tour. Let's talk about this. Yes, let's go. Shania Twain. Sorry, like, let's, go Twain. let's go, let's girls. Let's go, girls. <laughs> well played. Yeah. Tell us when and how you found out about this happening. Yeah, I found out like a day before the public did. Uh, Yeah, I got... Literally, yes. people think that I was like By sitting on that information for weeks. Because we were going to oh, be you mad. Know, I was like, you did yeah. not tell me that. Yeah, we were going to be mad. You know, Seriously. I was, no, I was, I was at a hotel in Kansas City and got the text like, hey, this might be happening. We'll, we'll let you know later or today or tomorrow. And I was like, okay, all right, well... I, I was just like I was. I didn't even know what to say. I was flabbergasted, uh, <laughs> speechless, dumbfounded, and I, <laughs> I took you know I took I took a beat and then I was like, this is crazy. I literally like ran around the room and I like texted my my band and I was like, I hope y'all are not doing anything in June and July. And it wasn't even fully set in stone. And we found out the next day that it was happening. And then the announcement went out and it was it was exciting. <laughs> it's tough for me as an artist, given the type of music that I make, it wouldn't make sense for me to end up on certain types of tours. The music wouldn't align and the audiences wouldn't align uh, for it to make sense. But with the Shania Twain, it makes sense because she's always kind of been at the intersection of country and pop. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it was a really good fit. Uh, and I can't imagine a better situation for myself. Uh, we get to play here in Nashville at Geodis Park. Yes. Uh, Kelsey Ballerini and Shania Twain on that yeah. tour uh, here right before CMA Fest. And then I'll be out with her for eight other dates as well uh, and doing uh, Camden, New Jersey, which will be really, really fun. going to say hometown show? You know, that's a hometown show. And then Madison Square Garden, MSG. which is the mecca, you know. And I've been to so many events, concerts, and, you know, games 
They're, yeah. it is the greatest arena on earth, uh-huh. you know, and they have branded That's that. the branding, That's yeah. Trademarked, <laughs> the you know, garden. they own that, you know, it That's is the it. garden. So for me to be able to come out there so early in my career, I've always wanted to be able to play Madison Square Garden. I just didn't think it would be this soon. Uh, so shout out Shania Twain. Uh, you know, I, I, I had no idea that when I put Natural out and, and got her approval to put that song out because of the Man, I Feel Like a Woman sample uh, interpolation. I had no idea that it would then lead to a longer and deeper relationship where we would be playing shows together and she would be saying my name in interviews. It is wild, the world we live in. You've met in person? We haven't met yet. We haven't met yet. What are you going to do we when she walks in the room? Probably pass out. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be real life nervous, you know, oh, like so good. I'm going to be kind of geeked. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. It'll well, be great. Yeah. Listen, tell the family we say hello. I will. And Merry Christmas. Yeah. We cannot wait to see all the good things coming for you in 2023. We love you. We love, love you guys too. We are wrapping up our last show of 2023 with a feel-good conversation we've been dying to share with y'all. You get to be a fly on the wall when Jelly Roll walked into our booth on Radio Row at the CMA Awards. Now, Kelly, you've met him a few times and even interviewed him before, but it was my first time meeting him. Okay, so what was your initial impression? Because if the only thing that you know about him is from his photo, you just see a guy with a lot of face tattoos and he can be intimidating. (laughs) Yes, he can. But he was a big teddy bear. He put you right at ease. He's so much fun. And we laughed so much during our chat with him. We did. And we even got to talk about some really cool stuff that he's doing to give back to the Nashville community. For those who don't know, he was born and raised here. Jelly Roll's real name is Jason DeFord, and he has overcome a lot of things in the past. But no one is having more fun than he is right now. Take a listen. Oh, dude, we've been having such a ball anyways. This has just been unreal. I feel like we're doing it how people are supposed to do it when it starts working. You You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you are. Okay, the winner of having the best 2022 goes to Jelly Roll. Yes, I agree. (laughs) I think about that all the time. I'm like, listen, I couldn't imagine nobody having more fun than me right now. I mean, you have to be having a blast. Oh, I am. Listen, I'm doing everything you would hope a kid that came from where I came from and did something what his life would do. I'm not letting nobody down. If yeah. I just want you to imagine how wild it's getting, we're doing it. It's happening. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, I want to know, I know you're a Nashville guy, but up to this year, what's been your history with the CMAs? Is this your first so, one? So, this is my first time at the actual CMA Awards. I've never even been close to being a part of anything this cool. So, I'm still waiting on security to rush and just grab Bobby Boucher tackle me. Nah. You know what I mean? And drag Boucher. me out of here. You belong right I'm just right waiting here. on somebody to knock me out in a forklift, pick me up, and carry me out of here. <laughs> okay, so this is pretty cool. First artist to top both the active rock chart while also having a top 30 at Country Radio. Unreal. That's wild. Anytime you're the first person to do anything that's not illegal is awesome. That is a true you know story. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, that is a true story. <laughs> How are you finding it's going living in these two worlds? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, you know, I just stay true to who I am and don't think about it. I do the same show whether I'm opening up at Tortuga or whether or not I'm opening up for Shine Down or I'm opening up for Five Finger Death Punch. You know, if you took me to an old person's home and gave me a guitar, I'm going to play the same songs. Yeah. You know, that's just who I am. <laughs> okay, I want to 
to talk about something that just came out that you have now dedicated some of your funds and your life to, and that is making a difference with the kids at the Juvenile Detention Center here in Davidson County. Yeah, right here next door. Talk about what you're going to be doing. This is really incredible. We've, uh, we've, we're, we're donating a quarter million dollars to at-risk and underserved youth in the city. Uh, we're going to do $50,000 of scholarships to local high school for kids who have trouble affording college. We're going to do build a studio right here in the Justice Juvenile Justice Center next door. It's going to be called the Jelly Studio, and we're building that as we speak. And we're going to build an aftercare program for kids when they get released. It'll be court-ordered for kids on probation to come spend a couple days a week and learn trade work, music business, HVAC, barbering, you know. So it's going to ah, be a big initiative in the city. That, that is incredible. It is. I'm really That's excited. Huge. I was in that juvenile next door. We're right here at Titan Stadium live, remote right now. And the, right next to it is the Juvenile Justice mm-hmm. Center. And I was in that facility for probably 20 months one time. Oh, that's what, incredible. What are the things that you're hoping to bring to those kids that you would have benefited from? Uh, mentorship, uh, opportunity. I think a lot of people are such a product of their environment, they don't know what's actually possible because they've never seen it. Right. right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you live your life in a shoebox— the first time you see a tree would blow your mind. Mm-hmm. So you would just only know the shoebox life. And a lot of kids just, to a 15-year-old who's never seen any kind of symbol of success except for on television, it just doesn't exist in his trailer park, his apartment, his project building. It just, that kind of opportunity doesn't exist. And I want to show them that because we never seen it. Dude, so good. And just that someone cares. That's it. That someone's Sometimes I just want somebody to, to come them. in and just, yeah, you know, a hug will go a long yeah. way. A little goes a long way. Yes. Just Pouring showing up means a lot. Them. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about playing Son of a Sinner live oh. and what it feels like out there because I know these audiences are singing it back to it's you. It's insane because I didn't think about this when we wrote the song, but it starts so, I never get lonely. It's kind of, I get it, I'm just a lot, and it mm-hmm. opens up. So I'm like hearing the rumbling of it, but as soon as it goes, I'm just a, I mean, you just hear the whole building. Oh. It's oh, like everybody so reaches for it together <laughs> and just shoots. Yeah. And it is awesome. Oh. You know what? I just love the happiness and joy that you exude when you're around. Well, thank you. What's the one thing that you would go back in time and tell your younger self right now? It's going to be okay. Take your time. Take it slow. Things that you think are permanent problems today are very temporary. Uh, Things that you think are very temporary could be very permanent. Take better care of your health. Take better care of your obesity. Uh, Address your mental illness early in life. Stay consistent in therapy. Uh, spend more time reading, less time watching, more time listening, less time speaking, all that cliche crap. <laughs> but it's I just real. need to like keep you in loop yeah. I know, all day, every yeah. day. Just like he's your hype. Yeah, Insert TED talk here. I love it. We love you. I love watching you. I love seeing you at the Opry, and we are so very happy. Thank you. For it's you. so yeah. good to see you. Congrats, baby. Thank you. Yay! I was so nervous. Yay. I wasn't going to know nobody here, and oh, I've been walking around all day like I know everybody. everybody. I love that conversation so much. Country music as a genre is always really good at giving back. And when you have someone who's new to the genre jump right in with a heart for helping others, you know they're going to fit in just fine here. For sure. Okay, guys, we're out of time and out of year. For the next two weeks on the podcast, we're going to be dropping some encores for you. Next week, we have Dan and Shay. This was recorded last year via Zoom. Dan was in his home studio, and Shay was on the Christmas tree farm. (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't know that Shay lived on a Christmas tree farm, 
Well, you'll just have to listen to the episode to get the full story. The following week, we're encoring our episode with Luke Combs that was recorded just before he dropped his latest album, Growing Up. I still think my idea of him doing a deluxe edition of the album or maybe even turning it into a double album called Growing Up, Getting Old, just like the song title, is a great idea, right? I think it's a great idea. But didn't you ask him about that last time you saw him? I did. The current album is Growing Up. Uh When you were on our podcast... I gave you the idea. I said, I would think it would be great if there was a double album mm-hmm. that would right. be growing up, getting old. Have you great. given that any other thought? I haven't much, no. Really? No, I'm kind of busy. I'm kind of, you know. Mark's got a kid yeah. now. I'm in dad land. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm up to my eyeballs, you know. I barely made it here, you know. Well, maybe he'll have time to think about it over the holidays. Where are you spending Christmas, Kelly? I'm going to be here in Middle Tennessee, and everyone is coming to hang out at my house. But I do get to take a little trip down to Disney World first. Of course you do. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? Oh, I'm going to Florida. Bring me the sunshine. We haven't seen sun here in Nashville in, I think, maybe like two weeks, it feels like. So I'm really hoping that Florida is ready for me with sunshine (laughs) (laughs) and warmth. I hope so, too. (laughs) I'm ready to be home. Also, for those celebrating Hanukkah, you have to check out our friend Mia Burns' new song, Inflatable Menorah. Candles can bring us together. Gotta go big or go home And that's why I got an inflatable Eight-foot menorah For my front lawn All of the things you can buy on Amazon <laughs> Mia also wrote our theme song For Country Heat Weekly Check in with us and let us know how your holidays are You can find us on Instagram I'm Hey, it's Amber A And I'm the Kelly Sutton We'll talk to you in 2023 Okay, Kelly, tis the season for the most important burning question. Are you on Santa's naughty or nice list this year? Nice list, of course, always. (laughs) How about you? Well, we're the same person, so nice, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should ask producer Jay. She probably has a completely different answer. (laughs) Here are the Santa confessions from Cody Johnson, Freeland, Ingrid Andress, Cole Swindell, and Dan and Shay. That depends on what Santa you talk to. If uh, you're talking about like the Santa my wife talks to, I'm on the naughty list. If I'm on the Santa that my kids talk to, I'm on the nice list. I think I'm on the nice list this year. Naughty always. I mean, I'm nice. I, I could be on, I'm on both lists. It depends the day. I'm either spicy or sweet. Uh, it's been too good of a year to be naughty. It's, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on the nice list this year. So that's not every year, but this year. Oh, naughty for sure. <laughs> yeah, naughty boys. A couple naughty yeah, guys. Naughty boys. Just a couple naughty guys. Yeah. Country Heat Weekly is a production of Amazon Music and Wondery. Executive producer is Melissa Locker for Nevermind Media. Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer, Aaron Dethridge. Sound design by Debbie Daughtry. Production assistance from Rick Hamilton, Annie Reuter, Madeline O'Connell, Tim Einenkel, and Jeremy Chua. Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne. The team for Amazon Music and Wondery includes Nathan Brackett, Michelle Kammerer, Emily Feld, Callum Blues, Emily Belote, and Jenny Tay. The executive producers for Wondery are Dave Easton and Marshall Louie. Essential production support from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Osmo, Abby, and all the other very good dogs out there. Find and follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So you'll get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at listenerstudy.com. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.